Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Sean Davey again with Break by Break Performance Training, and we have another episode. This time we have Harry Hansa from Run the City uh, Training. Harry, how you doing? Damn, you killed my last name. <laughs> it's it's Hazen. Hey, but don't worry, I have I have heard every iteration of my name, and I knew there was about a thirty percent chance that you were gonna get it wrong. So it's cool. No, no, uh, you gotta add ninety because I'm dyslexic. So I just say whatever <laughs> I saw. All right, my fault. But yeah, no. Aside from that, <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm doing good right now. Nah, bro. Trust me, man. I'll butcher shit. That's bless you for you. All right. So Talk to people, me, bro. What's going on? Not much, man. So for the people listening, man, I don't know, you know, can you uh, talk right about, you know, who you are, what you do? Wow. I don't even, I don't even know how to answer that question anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess, I guess I will answer that by saying what got me on this podcast, which is, got you. Uh, I basically just grinded out training guys, whether it be like, people who had aspirations to play overseas, which is where it started and kind of moved on to working out, being really fortunate to work out a lot of the top high school kids uh, in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately tore my ACL. So that kind of put a a big damper on the uh, buildup to hopefully trying to make training a full-time thing which was a goal of mine at the time Mm -hmm. and then uh kind of transitioned into the coaching realm and unfortunately as i'm sure you myself and everyone listening uh covid happens which impacted which yeah which definitely impacted the the basketball world in terms Mm -hmm. of being able to physically be allowed to go run a workout or coach a team. So now what am I doing now is I'm in motion design school. Mm -hmm. Uh, You are probably the only person that I can talk to about a keyframe and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and have a conversation about it, which is great. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of just trying to see where that goes. If you look at my Instagram now compared to what it used to be, mm-hmm. um, it, obviously it started out was just like workout videos that For other sure. people were filming and it was great. But now it's really all either podcast content um, for our pod. And then obviously when you put this out, that'll be something uh-huh. I put on Instagram and then just like drawings. I kind of got into the mode of like, all right, when COVID happened, I was looking into maybe doing a grad assistant year somewhere or trying to volunteer somewhere to move up in that ladder just to kind of learn as much as I can about the game. But at a certain point, it's like, do you want to, me speaking to myself, do Mm -hmm. you, Harry, want to go dive into some coaching opportunity where like who knows what that season is going to look like you know what i'm saying like i could end up as a grad let's say hypothetically you're a grad assistant at a a d2 that Mm -hmm. doesn't have a budget and then there's no season so while yeah you're you know progressing towards the degree part of the grad Mm -hmm. assistantship do you really gain something out of the what should be the true value of that experience which is gaining like coaching on court learning how the you know the game works at that level so to speak if you're not even playing so 
No, I'm kind of just yeah. So I was kind of just like, look, how can I, without any ability to be on a basketball court, provide any value to the players I work with, the programs that I'm affiliated with? And mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, maybe I could do all these like crazy jersey edit shits that I see yeah. people doing that I always thought was cool. So I bought an iPad and then the it kind of took its own life from there. So that's kind of just what I've been grinding out now until, you know, there's a little more of a guarantee as to mm-hmm. what basketball for not NBA personnel looks like. Nah, I hear you on that for sure because um, we had the same dilemma out here in Atlanta because, um, you know, mm-hmm. I still work with a separate company with Hoop Nation. And uh, once COVID hit, you know, we had a facility that would let us go in there every now and then. But uh, once they had to shut that down all the way, we were like, damn, what are we going to do? And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it. We got uh, the, just the best time people's going to see us. I'm like, if we can find some way, somehow, an open park that's still available, let's just use it. Mm-hmm. So we found a park. Um, and then after that, we just kept our series going with the breakdowns. We kept breaking down the curl screen and stuff like that. Uh, we kept breaking down the triangle offense. Uh, we was giving our out home drills. We we're doing Zoom classes and stuff like that every um other day. It was free too, so we would just you know in the driveway work on strength and conditioning with some type of push ups, sit ups, planks, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. ball handling, just work on you know stop on the dime and a little bit of space you have. Hezies, front cross behind the backs balls just working on like you know both balls at the same time just working on um, dribble speed and combos and stuff like that but we made the best of our situation um it helped us grow our platform for sure we was at uh 250 uh subscribers on youtube started in um january when we first started our breakdown series and after covid um kind of died down after the summer uh, we went to at least i'll say after we stopped at 860 in december so we had a uh, large increase due to us yeah that is huge yeah, I know. That is huge. For anyone listening that doesn't understand the YouTube grind, that is like a big deal. Yeah, big, big deal. And um, I think a, a big deal that came from um before I ever hooked up with Hoop Nation is uh, me being like a young um dude, never playing high school ball, college ball, but still wanted to be involved in the sport. Understanding how far behind I was in the eight ball. Um, I kind of put myself in the in the um ringer in terms of like doing shadow drills to understand different spots on the court. Um, how to teach myself how to come off screens, how to come off curls. And I was like, hold the fuck up! If I can teach myself, I can damn sure teach this shit to somebody. So yeah. I just took I just took that idea and I used somebody with more experience in coaching, more knowledge about the game, and you know we collabed together and that's how we made the breakdown series and it did it did fairly well. It's it's what allowed us to have a bigger platform on YouTube and um allowed our Instagram following to grow. But just to go back to your point um it still didn't allow us to grow as coaches because it's we were limited in everything we did like sure we have content sure we have um zoom but you know the physical um um the physical reality of being there with with a player is to see yeah. what's going on in person to give them proper details show them the right angles give them a contact we weren't able to do any of that and that shit hurt for four months straight before they kind of mm-hmm. let go restrictions so um, I do feel you on that for sure, man. But in terms of not being at that pro level as a basketball guy, um, I hear you because that grind is real. Um, you kind of have yeah. to figure out um, what's your niche because your niche is what's going to keep you going every single day in a sense. You feel me? That's a fact. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to say something pretty spicy on this podcast. If Word, you go ahead. Bro. Nah, I want all the smoke over here. It's, it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Because my. I don't know how how um, high school sports was in Atlanta 
like mm-hmm. this season, if that existed or not. It still um, did. It was shaky. Right. But it still, we still have it. Right. It, everywhere, it's it's not an ideal situation, but yeah. some places made it happen. You got on on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, all these kids, coaches that have been sitting there since the summer. Yeah. Talking about, oh, I hope we have a season, blah, blah, blah. Got you got people like putting petitions online, like, and I don't want to sound like like a brash, you know, person who doesn't understand that, like, yeah, people do need basketball to to have opportunities come their way, especially if they don't have any. But yo, if yeah. you sat and did nothing from from last March till now, yeah. where where apparently PSAL is letting you play basketball outside, which is that that's a whole conversation in itself, but for sure, <laughs> high, right? High school basketball did not happen, and mo- the likelihood of it is these kids and parents and coaches that were complaining about the lack of ability to play just did nothing, and they just sat there and did nothing and didn't pivot to to any other thing that they could be passionate about. If that makes sense, like yeah, I look at myself, I look at oh, myself for instance. I tore my ACL in 2017, yeah. bro. If and and the reason that my body today is still fucked up is because I started training kids before I could even walk. Like I was mm. taking an Uber up to to Riverside on crutches, Jeez. sitting Jeez. down in a chair, and like telling the kids like, "Yo, I'm only rebounding your your makes because I'm not moving." And that progressed to me, like wanting to push myself to like limp through workouts. And now three yeah. and a half years later, my body is still shot, which is something I'm I'm like really working on now because we have time. Yeah. But yo, I sit here now and look at like, son, if I would have picked up an <laughs> iPad and I would have learned all the Adobe software, I would be yeah. three and a half years in and could probably be making money doing this shit right now. Really, in nah, some you're not, capacity, you're not lying. you know you're what I'm saying. Lying. So, like, sure. I look at kids that are sitting there talking about, "Oh, I need this season for 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 me to be able to go to college." Look, I'm gonna be real. If you didn't have any college interest <laughs> at the end of your junior year, the the likelihood that basketball is gonna be the thing that supports you for the rest of your life is slim to none. Granted, the slim That's to none crazy. stories exist. But, dude, you got, like, think about all these kids. And I'm just using an example. I'm sure everyone, you and everyone who's listening has heard of. You think about all these kids that, like, at some point in their life pivot to becoming a, a, a rapper or someone that's doing music. Yeah. Why are you not doing that now? Like, if that's True. something you're really passionate about and it's not just, like, oh, some shit that I'm going to do when I have nothing left. Like, you're 17. Learn how to Learn how to make a song. Learn how to do yeah. something. Like I don't, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I don't feel bad for anyone that that has gotten uh, things taken away from them as far as basketball in this time because there is something else you could do. Because I have run maybe three workouts in the last year, and I'm yeah. not upset about it. <laughs> I'm not upset about it at That's all. Beautiful. I'm actually That's really beautiful. happy that I found something else to do in that time, and I'm yeah. pissed that I didn't do it sooner. Man, um, just to go back to that point, um, I kind of felt the same as that way when it comes to when it came to um, being a um, trainer 
you know, mm-hmm. not just a regular trainer, but um, I'm about to get my degree in um, exercise science after this last semester and um, take this strength and conditioning test to be a licensed uh, strength coach. But uh-huh. um, I always had a knack for this type of stuff because I was just the kid who just wasn't that athletic. I was just a fat chubby shooter. Like I was five, five with a strap and that was it. But <laughs> I was fat as fuck. Uh-huh. Like I would like, I'll light your ass up from 20 feet in the eighth, ninth grade. Like, yeah, that motherfucker is water, <laughs> but like, nah, defense, I don't got a coach. Just let me do catch and shoot when, the, when, when we up by 20. Again, you, you have your niche. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? I have my niche, but, um, I will, I would grind so hard though. So I would like research like YouTube workouts. I would try to get the PDFs, like, you know, um, from, um, Tim Grover. I would try to get everybody's like, you know, workouts from Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, and just try and get better, try to be more athletic. Mm-hmm. And so I grew from five, five to like, you know, five, eight, and eventually got to six feet, like, you know, our twenties, but still I, the habit of grinding became a habit of working out. And so like, I kind of like became self-educated because I couldn't afford any training. So it was like, okay, I know what that muscle does. I know what this muscle does. I know what happens when you use this workout, shit like that. Like, it was just easy for me, but I was just so insecure about it because, in a sense, since I didn't become a college player or a high school player off of this shit, I felt like it wasn't going to work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of just put it to the side, went to school for computer science. That shit did bad. So I'm like, yo, I'm not about to spend my whole life just changing majors to change majors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just go back to basketball. Fuck it. And as crazy as this sounds, in 2017, when I was like, all right, bet, I'm going to just finish out this last little semester to get my grades up. And in 2018, I uh, changed my major. 2017 is when I found out about your page, bro. And, like, I'm in the park <laughs> doing, the same, doing the same drills y'all doing. No funny shit. 2017, uh, I hilarious. found out about your page. Um, you was working out with um, uh, Mel, uh, um, the, um, the City of Guard Brothers. You was working out with uh-huh. them, too, with, yeah, with, yeah. with Isaiah. And, like, y'all had that one workout where y'all was dribbling to the beat, like, boom, boom, clap, boom, boom, clap. I'm like, yo, this shit fire. I'm about to steal this shit. <laughs> I swear to God, I went to the park that same day, worked on the same exact shit, started mixing niggas the next week. I'm like, yo, this shit fire. Yo, it's it's funny you say that. First off, we stole that from from Devin Williams uh, from in the <laughs> So there's, there's very yo, it's few... A, it's a lot of- original a lot of things. Going on. Yeah. I mean, to be hey, real, how, how many things... Can can someone say that they thought of that they are like the right? I mean that that goes to like the conversation me and you have had as far as like there's no new moves or whatever. But yeah, um, to to what you were saying, I really have no perception, especially now because it's four years mm-hmm. later. Like people really watched all that shit. <laughs> like man, I was watching the fuck out all the workouts because them. Yo, them youngins was yo, them youngins inspired me to go work out on my game. Cause when I'm seeing Zay and 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 and, and Javon and all them young boys killing each other, yeah, I'm like, yo, where you 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 got that in your bag? <laughs> oh no, I gotta go to the, I gotta I gotta work on that shit. Yeah, Why, bro. Dude, what? I I I really have no perception of the fact that like those videos have like millions. Of, yeah. of views like <laughs> you don't know what millions of views looks like until you know a conversation like this like i've been talking to you on on instagram for probably like a couple years now and yeah i am just now finding out that like oh yeah you watch those videos and we're like practicing the shit that we were i just think Yo, that's so cool that, man that shit because because i'm not gonna lie man like you know when you don't um because like go back to your point about basketball being a passion you gotta find other passions um you know, I couldn't find any other passion at that point. Like, all I knew was basketball. So, I said, I can't go into any other career choice but basketball right now. I just got to find a way to make this shit work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know what I'm saying? 
watching that Kobe documentary and um, you know what I'm saying, what you guys had going on that, that epic summer for, for Isaiah and Javon, because they had an epic summer. Um, all those guys had epic summers um to go into their senior years, um and junior years. Mm-hmm. Um I just use those workouts as like a foundation of how to, you know, get back into the game and learn some shit, like, you know, different types of uh moves, concepts, stuff like that, off the dribble transition, finish through contact, types of finishes, all types of shit I was watching. Yeah. Like even fucked with the video how y'all broke down how Jillian actually does help you fuck around <laughs> and ha- get a good and that that was like, that video was made after I hurt myself so I didn't even make that that was all Steven Diaz I had zero parts of that oh well he went in that <laughs> crazy he that de- he definitely I, put out a very good product in that one so shout out to very him. great product. It's just sad that all these fucking kids can't just watch the video because I still see them go for a fast break layup and put the opposite. English on the ball for a jelly. Like, y'all dumb motherfuckers do know it's just a finger roll, right? Why are you putting reverse English on the it's, ball? That's why the shit comes out. It's funny you say dumb. that because, like, I remember the first time we worked out Jordan. I The the yeah. jelly the jelly stuff was, like, very new to me. I kind of had to learn what the landscape of high school basketball was really quickly in 2016 because I, I was still playing in college up until that point. Like, I wasn't really concerned with anything that was going on in high school, but (laughs) I like could not do that to save my life. So I'm asking, I'm literally like picking Jordan Walker's brain in that green floor, in that green floor gym in Brooklyn. (laughs) Like, yo, how do you do this? Like, I need to know how to do it. And he literally told me, he was like, yo, I practice this for an entire summer. It's like, it's going to take a while. And after like seven months of just, me one practicing it myself and two i'm obviously working these kids out a ton so i get to Dude. see this in person every day and i'm like to what you're saying i was like oh you actually don't have to like spin the ball <laughs> damn near at all to make this happen <laughs> unfortunately what you do need which i don't really have anymore is you got to be able to jump pretty freaking high yeah you do because it's all it's just it's just an athletic finish um when I was trying to get back into basketball and I was working out with a coach um, on my side of town in Conyers, he showed me this one drill because he had, you know how every single coach has like those yellow weighted balls that's busted yes. up and shit. They, they busted up and disgusted. Horrible. So, yeah, horrible as shit. But like you use that shit for plyometrics, uh-huh. ball handling, every fucking thing under the sun. I even had to, I, I got so attached to the concept, I went and bought like a skills yellow yeah, weighted yeah, ball. Yeah. Just because, <laughs> I know exactly just, what you're talking just about. For, yeah. Just, just, just to have the fucking nostalgia in my trunk. So, um, we was working on one drill. He was like, um, "I'm gonna show you how George. I'm gonna show you something that that's gonna help you out to finish." I'm like, "What do you, what are you trying to show me?" Because you know they got weird ass mm-hmm. drills and shit. You know, old heads got weird 100%. drills. He said, "Take this weighted ball and, and and put it behind your head." I'm like, "Okay." So, I'm, so I took the ball and and reached behind my head. He said, "Okay, now I want you to bring it in front of you like a finger roll." I'm like, "Oh, gee, what the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> He's like. He's like, he's like, once we get your bounce up, I want you to echo you about to cock it back, like you about to boom on somebody's head, but then I want you to finish it off with a nice finger roll. And so that's all the jelly is. Yeah. You're acting like you're about to go for a crazy ass dunk, but you really just bring that shit to a finger roll. And because you're bringing it from a different angle, you change the defender's hands. Yeah. And now since you change the defender's hand and you have your off arm up in the air, and if you're athletic enough, you can glide with the 100%. bitch. You have a... You, you got a really good finish. So when people say, oh, it's a bad move to your dumb ass son who don't understand, it's just you changing the direction of the ball. 
but not to this kid who's a savant who practiced a whole summer. Right. Like, like those kids have perfected that move. Like, if you see JQ, what he just did in the tournament, that's all jelly. How does that not fucking mm-hmm. work? He just won the championship with yeah. it. So, like Styles P said, these kids are geniuses. Like, you just had to pick a fucking teenager brain yeah. to figure out how to finger roll right. that shit. So, and I'm just and I'm, I'm just gonna say it. this. This is this is even before this is even before I knew Isaiah. Like personally, um, we had Word. went to the to the Sharon Dixon or Sharon. I forget like what the the Gauchos All Star game. Um, uh huh. And we're we're standing right under the baseline, and Isaiah jellied on somebody, and me and uh, me and Diaz just looked at each other like, "Yo, that shit is so cool." <laughs> <laughs> I it think is. he looked at me and was like, yo, like this is this is wild. And I'd never I had never seen it before. And this is like his senior year where this is like a big, a big yeah. thing. And seeing how crazy the crowd went, I was like, oh, okay, this is like a thing. And this is gonna stick around for yeah. at least a couple of years. It's it's it, yo, it's still around, but for his game and now he's older, more athletic, that shit's so smooth when he do it. It's like, yo, this kid's yeah. so raw. Like I love watching all them three play, man, because they just bring a certain type of swag and personification you can't replicate, man. All three of them got something special. But I love how they play, especially how Zay had um, you know, even J and JQ and even Jordan. They all, you know what I'm saying, went to different schools at first. It didn't work out and they bet on themselves and look where they at right now. They flourishing in, in a system that yeah. um accepts them for how they play and stuff like that. And they out there killing, but you can't you can't replicate the the hours they put in to make those moves no. nice, man. Cause I'm like 21 years old out here in the hot ass sun trying to make this <laughs> shit happen. It's like yo, and the thing that the thing that pisses it, me off is like from the from the people that want to hate on these kids. Keyword kids, like yeah, like bro, <laughs> yeah. One, you're an adult hating on a kid, but two, fam, you're acting like they suck. You know what I'm saying? Like like they're not good at at everything else. That there is to do as far as like playing basketball yeah. like these aren't kids that that are barely playing at division three schools like at their divi- division one <laughs> players that right now are all starting point guards you know what i'm saying this isn't like yeah. just a just a, a gimmick these aren't like gimmick basketball players that like jordan walker and t jazz are not doing the same <laughs> as far as actual hey, on court hey, performance hey. That's that. That's a great comparison <laughs> because the the that uh, the, the the other compared to the former ain't got yeah. shit. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, right now, three of them. I don't know. I don't know how it works as far as like COVID getting your year back. Like I haven't spoken to them as far as are yeah. you still a junior or senior, or whatever. But mm. four are playing college basketball, including yeah. Leandre. And one is yeah. an absolute YouTube star. Star. Yeah. Did who did any of them make the wrong decision in their career path? Probably not. Because if T Jazz goes to play college basketball instead of just pursues pumping out content and thinking of what behind the back half court layup he can hit, he's probably not doing what he's mm-hmm. doing now. And he's probably not to sound like For a dick, sure. but like he's probably at a lower level school just not doing as well as he thought he would he and then he would yeah. be starting his youtube career three years later the same way that i had just told you i should have been starting yeah. my career as a 
motion design artist guy three years ago. So that's just, I just think that's like an interesting dynamic to think about. It is. And I think that's how success works because success, in my opinion, comes from um, dead eyes, just timing. Literally, like, you know, getting being at the right place at the right time. I think for me, um, 2017, just trying to get back into basketball, watching your guys' videos and being on some Kobe shit, trying to be in the gym Mm -hmm. three times a day. I was really in one specific gym. It's called New Birth. It's, it's on my side of town. I was in that gym three times a day. I was in there from like, you know, the crowd. As soon as it opened up at five and then back at it again at like 11 and back at it again, like four o'clock in the afternoon. But like they had a prep school team up there practicing mm-hmm. and shit like that. And like, you know, they were doing two a days. So literally they would catch me at the same time they had their two a days. And they was like, yo, what the hell are you doing up here? <laughs> like, like, like we see you every day twice a day and we're we we a team we doing two days because we're a prep school team we trying to get in shape what the hell are you doing i dare said like bro i just love basketball i'm trying to get back into this like i just i just want to say discipline i just want to figure out Mm -hmm. how to make this thing work that was like really i'm like yeah like you know i lift i work on my game i study the game i i i I write drills based upon the concept of the games like you know i never played before on an organized level at a high organized level but i feel like if i can understand the concepts and and, and get an understanding of it i think i can go pretty Mm -hmm. far with this shit so there was like all right cool um well we always looking for help for our team if you want to come join in on the team and practice and get to know the game better if you want to play for us i'm like play i can't do that i'm about to be a whole ass junior <laughs> soon, bro. i'm a grown man damn there so you know playing is out the picture i know where prep school is right. playing is out the picture but i will hop into practice and understand how to play better because i feel like you know if you play better you understand how to coach better mm-hmm. my honest to god opinion so um being a practice dummy at like 21 years old going against prep schools guys getting your ass busted yeah, i was about to humbling. say yeah um it's pretty fucking humbling, but at the same time, um, learning how to play the defense um, in an actual um, in a shell drill really taught me a lot. Uh, learning how to uh, literally learn to play in one day and play that shit the next day showed me a lot in terms of the respect of these players. But more importantly, how uh, quickly and and how um, how quickly you have to pick up on shit and how quickly you have to like execute upon the information given mm-hmm. to you in basketball. So um, I took that in 2017. Let's like you know, coach opportunity with the team into 2018, 2019, and another year, 2019 and 2020. Then you, you know, of yeah. course, COVID happened. But I swear to God, like I wouldn't have some upon that shit. I was in that gym two times a day on some yeah. fucking obsessed shit, and it got the me perfect to storm. now. So um, the, the perfect, perfect storm. storm that I needed, and like it, the perfect storm. And so now, like taking all that information and, and going into my company, and as you know, I'm about to try and like do something special in terms of like you know, um doing like you know film breakdowns with people and stuff like that and charging and also like you know hosting like you know um zoom clinics like you know we're gonna break down like two three zones or we're gonna break down um uh motion offense and we're gonna have like a whole 10-part series through Mm -hmm. zoom like you know i'm trying to do something that's um from my own experience by talking to coaches and um using my know-how and shit my eye because you know i got a real good gift at seeing shit niggas can't see i don't know how i do it but i got a really good gift at seeing stuff on the court uh-huh. people can't see so i take that i take that gift and i and i bring it towards this so it's just crazy how success really just depends upon perfect time it is and just being there at the right moment and capitalize it like can you see yeah. it in front of you and i think that's the problem um because you just said to yourself you wish you would have saw it and i think that's the problem sometimes in life is that the success that we want so bad is not 
a lot of times from what we're trying to do is what you see. Like, do you see it in front of you? Can you capitalize now? That's what I try to tell folks. Like, stop looking too far ahead and stop looking too much behind. Like, you have to make the situation mm-hmm. work right now. And if you make it work right now, that's how the storm, in a sense, kind of develops. Because now every day you're figuring out how can I make it happen? Right. How can I make it happen? It's like for me, it might sound crazy, but every day when I work out towards my stuff, I want to make it happen instantly. I know it won't, but that intensity, that that grind, that perseverance is what gets me to the next day. Because if I come up short, it's like, I bet where I messed up at, how, how did I blow? How the hell did I make something that uh-huh. had a million views? How the hell? Like, that's how, that's how I think. I just get obsessed like that. I know, like, you know, I got to keep putting in more work and be patient. I understand that concept, but me and you both know when you're trying to get something right here and right now, you yeah. just work a bit harder. It's just that. I mean, I, I will, I will so, give some words of advice that, uh, that yeah. my school for, uh, all the motion stuff. Yeah. Motion design. Sidebar. If anyone yeah. is wondering what, what motion mean? design is, cause I know that's like not clear. Uh, design you basically take the principles of design which is like creating illustrating putting things together and then motion which is animating them and that all comes together when you see like i don't know and everything from like a disney movie to something like a like a like a vomage ad on tv you know what i'm saying like it's everything in between got you um and they say I i forget what uh there's like a podcast they put out they said don't let perfect Mm -hmm. be the enemy of done and that, yeah, mm, I thought that was beautiful. fucking awesome because it's like, what? No matter what you're doing, that's I think beautiful. about like when I'm running a workout and and how, yeah, uh, what's the word? I guess obsessive I would be about you know we're not going mm-hmm. on to the next rep until I know that you've gotten this correct, and that might mean that we just stop yeah. sweating for 20 minutes until you get that, but. I don't know if that's the now reflecting on that. I don't know if that's the best idea because it's not going to be per. It's not going to be perfect <laughs> on the first day. So just get the workout done. And then another thing they say done. is that yeah. everything that you're learning takes two sleeps. So you you sleep on it. Ooh. Every I mean it's it's a fact, and I'm sure everyone has experienced. Like you try anything, yeah. literally anything, cooking, basketball, what literally whatever you're doing. You try it the first time, it's not as good. You go to sleep, you think about it, and then you come back like a day later or two days later, and it's like a little easier. And then the next time, you take two more sleeps. It's yeah. a little easier than before you know it, as long as you're diligent and you give a fuck. I think that's a key. You have to actually care about what you're doing. You're going to get yeah. better at something. It's it's just like a fact. You don't get worse by doing shit every day. So. It's like, I just think it's been, yeah, that's a misnomer. I don't yeah. Know I just think listening to telling myself that, you know, don't try and make this shit perfect today because it's not going to happen. You're not going to, yeah. whether it's like basketball and you're trying to like get a perfect looking crossover, like an AI crossover, you're not, you're oh, you not, you're not doing it. it. You're not getting that You're not doing it. So there's no point in sitting there for one hour just working on a crossover sure, like sure that's better yeah. than working on it for one minute but like you have to find a balance between the the purpose and what you're doing because there's also a lot more you can do on a basketball court <laughs> like every i'm sure you have yeah. your philosophies on your auto includes in every workout but you should be shooting every single workout mm-hmm. and if 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 you yeah, spent so much time on working on something that you're just not going to get today 
I don't know if that's the best idea. And that's something that I would have told myself three years ago because I was definitely that guy as far as a trainer. You know what I'm saying? And I think that just come back down from the background of how we was coaching mm-hmm. them, in a sense because that's how we was taught. You, you're not about to get past this move unless we perfect this. And it's like, like I told um, the OG Mark last night, I'm like, that concept's dumb as shit because if it look good, it, until I pass your eye test, we're not going to progress. But if I pass your eye test and I go in a game and, and this move doesn't fucking work, it's two things. It's you wasted my time <laughs> and fuck your eye test. So, yeah. to me, it's really like, let's just get it down to where they understand it. It's like, like to me, the coaching just has to be based upon the, the simple principle mm-hmm. of this. We're just teachers. No different than a, than a professor. We're just teachers. So do you understand the concept of the move I'm showing you? Yes or no? They say yes, cool. The only way this move is going to work, you're going to have to take this move and go bust some yeah. ass with it. That's it. I can't help you after that. Real talk. So I really just make sure my players get the concept, and that's really I tell them all the time. I'm not here to make sure it mm-hmm. looks perfect. I ain't here for that shit. Do you understand it? Do you know the concepts? If I walk away right now and I turn my back and I tell you to teach me, so teach it to me, can you teach me the concept and show them what to do? If so, I did my job because now when I'm alone, when you're alone and I'm not there, you can always knock out the reps because you know the concepts. It's my job to teach you how to fish. It's not my job to teach yeah. you how to go to the water. You can walk to the water. But can you go out and go fish? I'm trying to show you how to fish because that's the point of really being a coach. Can I really sh- develop you and also right. teach you how to teach yourself? And the, that's really it. I think make you more self sufficient. Uh, so different about coaching and training, which you know I'm sure you're mm-hmm. whatever I say you might have heard because I know you listen to our podcast and it's literally all we talk about. Um, yeah, is like take a kid. I mean, I'm not going to name any specific kids, but I'm sure you've worked. Work. With kids who are really good in game, and then they suck in workouts. Yeah, but and then there's kids that are yeah. awesome, awesome in workouts. Can do all the two ball shit. Savant. They can watch a move and like understand it and do it within a few reps, but they suck in mm-hmm. games. So like, what really matters at the end of the day? the nuances of your crossover and breaking it down on film are probably not as important as just being good at basketball. So I think like, yeah. And it's It's understanding like which one of those kids you have in front of you in a workout or in a team scenario. Cause I, I've pivoted. Exactly. Cause the, cause the practice. Yeah. I've pivoted at the point where like, especially when I was healthier and could just do this, if yeah. if I had a kid who just like, all right, if it's gonna take us 30 minutes to get this footwork down, all right, well, let's flip it to where do I want you to use this footwork? I'm just gonna try and like do a live situation where you like play. And that kid's probably gonna do it mm-hmm. just naturally because some yeah. kids just don't know why they do shit. They just do shit. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, yeah, obviously again, the perfect storm is that a player is cognizantly able to do all of the things that they can do. You don't, you don't want to be just playing yeah. what I call accidental basketball. You want to have shit that you know you can go to, but at a certain point you have to learn how to balance the two so that uh, you're being efficient. I think that's the key word. You're being like efficient in how you're, you're conducting a practice or a workout. That's just my opinion, but it could be, I could be wrong. No, nah, I feel you. Nah, you're completely right about that. 
Um, just to throw a question at you, because um, I know you was talking about, you know, 2017, um, you know, trying to get your feet wet as a um, – basically, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. basically. That's what it really is. Um, being at NYC, like, how hard was that for you? The, like, starting starting a business? In terms of, like, starting out – yeah, starting the business, uh, gym access, you know what I'm saying, trying to um, find spots to train these kids and in terms of, like, your own pockets. Like, how was that, you know what I'm saying, trying to invest in yourself, whether it be getting the Uber rides or um, trying to go to a location yeah. far as hell from your spot, but you're trying to make this little business grow. Like, how, how old was that for you being in So, the, the, things, mm. the things that I am, am blessed with, right, is I am very lucky yeah. and I am very cognizant that I am very lucky that like financially I'm well off, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my family Mm. is definitely not poor and this is no slight to anyone that does have like, you know, financial struggles, but I know I didn't have to worry about charging for workouts immediately. I knew that just wasn't a thing for me. I knew if Mm. I had to take, uh, you know, my entire day just to get to a gym that I didn't have bills that I had to worry about paying, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that is one gotcha. thing that helped me yeah. in terms of like, yo, if I ever had to do some shit, I'm going. The, the, there's there's nothing that I'm yeah. tied to. Like, I'm not, and this is something people tell me all the time. Like, yo, like older guys, when you get married and you have kids, like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Those those abilities that you have to just go and do whatever you're passionate about are very limited because you have big time responsibilities. Yeah. I have none of those. And I am super thankful for that shit. So that is something that I would be cognizant of if I was like a younger person listening to this, looking to get into training. Cause I don't know how me and Diaz pull this shit off if I had to do that. (laughs) And then he was kind of in a similar situation where like he had, um, we were both in college. So it's like, as long as we weren't in class, we could go do a workout at one in the morning. At, in Harlem, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. the other side of your question is, yeah, gym access is not easy at all. So we, I started, I know sure. I said at the beginning, like I was working out overseas guys. I started, um, I got in contact with Jermaine Sanders, who was another 2011 guy. I graduated in 2011. Um, yeah. and he played at Cincinnati okay. and he was home. And I had never worked out anybody let alone anybody that was this good Mm -hmm. that played at a fucking ncaa tournament level every year you know what i'm saying so i just wanted to work him out just for the experience of it and it turns out he actually enjoyed the workouts so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go to you where are you ended up just taking a like an hour commute at five in the morning to to his YMCA that I paid a membership for again, financially didn't have to worry about that. Um, and then I would come home shower and then I had to take like an eight hour anatomy class, which I'm sure you have a a perspective on how grueling (laughs) that is. I, I think, I thank God. I thank God that, my mother and father gave me the DNA to have great photographic bro. memories. I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. If I never have photographic memory, I will fail. To, I would not have yeah. been close to getting this degree because I swear to God, those oh. landmarks and those um, oh. muscle insertions. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it. Here. But for those listening, anatomy 
is hard. It is really hard. And I failed, I failed it. Yeah. If you don't have, if you don't have the visuals, if you don't have the photographic memory or the visual powers to know where the shit goes, I yeah. don't give a fuck what flashcards right, you have. Yeah. You're gonna and you're going to get nervous because there's three possible answers for everything. Yeah, and it's overwhelming. Besides the point. Um, <laughs> so I'm, sure. I'm doing all that, right? Think And now think about where yeah. does the time go as far as studying and where does the time go as far as sleeping? I have no uh -huh. idea because that also wasn't the only person I was working out. Um, so then keep in mm. mind... That isn't sustainable. Me going to someone else's YMCA at five in the morning is not sustainable, but it worked at the time. What Fuck ends me. up happening is uh, yeah. Brian Shea, someone who coached me in college and I had been pretty close with since I was like 15 years old, he ended up getting us access to mm -hmm. uh, a local church in St. Thomas Aquinas. Shout out, to, shout out to him and Guy. Okay. The guy's name is literally Guy who let us into that gym to use it. And that gym just happened to be walking distance from my apartment in Flatbush. Thank God. Yeah. So oh, I was able cool. to go there. However, <laughs> I was only able to get in there at like these really random times, like 9.30 at night on a Tuesday and a Thursday and maybe on the weekends. Yeah. So like all those, huh. all those videos huh. that were coming out from that gym, we're, we're like, thank, again, yeah. thank God the perfect storm existed to where the kid was available. Uh, Wale from Primetime Hoops was able to come film those workouts. Thank God Steven Diaz was there because some of yeah. these kids we had to go pick up because he I don't drive because I just live in Manhattan now. Um, he you. would drive in from Staten Island, get me. We would go get the kid wherever they lived, come to the gym. He would drive them home, drive me home. So... Putting putting me aside, imagine imagine for for his standpoint, like you're traveling and driving people around for maybe three plus hours just for this one hour workout. Like that time doesn't exist for everybody. It doesn't exist for everybody. Yo. So yeah, that freedom that freedom is yes. Different. And Not again, I'm thankful every day, even in the position I'm in now. Like shout out to unemployment. I don't have to worry about. Having like a, a, a job every day right now. Hey. We're not going to talk about that though. So, <laughs> so I'm going to keep going. Um, and then what what ends up happening is we I don't want to say we lose access to St. Thomas, but it was kind of just like we're at the yeah. point where we're going to Millbank every day, and a lot of the kids that we work out are like mm. these uptown kids. So we kind of just stopped going to Word. this gym and kind of lost uh contact which is unfortunate but whatever and then we're at Millbank every day great we're we're gaining all this popularity which again I'm really thankful for and I want anyone listening to understand that you're not just going to get to work out the the leaders of probably the most popular basketball movement in the last decade probably longer decade to so. be perfectly honest yeah. i would say probably ever yeah i mean last time was what, five 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 last time yeah it was like five, five. but and i'm not even old enough to have an answer to or a perspective on that so to i'm saying i'm saying that to say we're Same. gaining all of this all of this popularity right like you look at our inbox and it's tons of people that are like yeah. hey can we work out and i'm like yo 
first off, we didn't it's it's hard to it's hard for me to to make a plan with somebody back when we had the St. Thomas gym. It's hard to make a plan like, hey, you can come work out maybe on one of these two or three days and it's going to be really late. You know what I'm saying? Like that's again, sustainable yeah. business model. It just it's not going to work because I also had a cap on how many people sure. I could bring into the gym, like including parents. So let's think mm. about that. Now I'm at Millbank every day. Popularity is gaining. Interest is growing. But Millbank is not my gym. And as much as people would literally yeah, sure. say, like, can I come work out with Isaiah, which is a ridiculous concept for me to facilitate when anyway. Um, hey, man, fall, 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 father's got to do a better job. <laughs> having son to do so so uh, we're gaining all this interest. We're we don't have a gym so i don't know what to say to all these people you know what i'm saying like because the from the outside looking in sure i'm working these kids out and there's videos on youtube coming out every week so (laughs) i look like an asshole telling you that i don't have a gym because i'm clearly in a gym every day but yeah, that, that them six hundred six hundred K views said your ass. Right, they don't they don't know that I'm traveling in an hour and a half just to just to get there. Um, so then, sure. as far as like a business, I didn't really know what we were doing. I just knew that I really enjoyed what we were doing, and that there was a lot of interest, and that maybe at some point, you know, a conversation with Rose from Millbank as far as like, hey. Can we get this amount of gym time? We'll cut you this, you know, like maybe, maybe that would happen down the line, but I still wasn't worried about that because I didn't need that money. You know what I'm saying? Then, then you fast forward yeah. to, I'm getting, uh, all these kids are at college now. So working them out at towards the later part of the summer, just like, wasn't a thing. One of the kids I was working out ended up playing for Riverside yeah. and, his father put us in contact with uh, Danny. Shout out to Danny. Uh, he's one of the directors there. And we had a deal basically, hey, you can work out um, work out Riverside Kids for, for free for the time being, and we'll give you whatever gym time you ask for. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Again, if you don't have that time, that's not really sustainable. You know what I'm saying? If, if you have a job... And then a program is asking you to work kids out for two hours before you get in a workout. It's like, I don't know. Again, not a decision I had to worry about. And then I'm getting to the point where towards the end of that summer, I'm looking into like, you know, talking with them about having a position at like a salary part-time position at Riverside. And then I tear my fucking knee. So then it's like, again, all this interest, all this like building interest, and then it just gets shit on by a, a fluke injury. And now there's the, what happens, Yeah, you know? My answer now is what we talked about earlier. What should have happened is I started learning how to make uh, engaging content and put that out. But as far as like a business exactly. model, I'm really not the person to, to, I'm the person to look at if you want to know how to not do that. Because I know there's some, I know there's some people that <laughs> For sure. sort of go out and say, uh, don't run free workouts. Fucking disagree with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk about that, but don't, don't run free workouts. Oh, for sure. For sure. Charge what you believe you're worth. And, and, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. thing that the thing that you hear all the time is like, 
your your results will speak for themselves and word of mouth will follow. Well, that's another thing you have to think about as far as like time. You know what I'm saying? Like how realistically, how long yeah. does it take to get a kid better? It's a, a long fucking time. Four years. So four, four so, years. Like no funny <laughs> shit. It's, it's, it's four years. So so my so I got like four years <laughs> So like think about the fact, and this is why when when you see on Twitter, uh, Mark and and that crowd of guys talk about like being heavy lifters yeah. and stuff. Good, great for you. I'm not fucking old enough to be in that conversation because realistically four years for me is right now. Like, like right now is my four yeah. years. <laughs> so again, if you're going to be a trainer yeah. running a business in New York, you have to have some level of connection to more than one family. Because if you think you're just going to work one kid out, get gotcha. him better four years later, you better have had a job that whole time because that fifty dollars or whatever you're charging is not gonna, you know, it's not gonna shit. be called a business. It's gonna be called your hobby. And hey, if you turn your hobby into a business, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a little. But again, I'm really not the person to talk to. I actively tell people I am a horrible businessman, and if I wasn't, I might be training full time right now. Who knows? It's possible. But I'll just go back and say, if, if you no, think that you're going to make a name for yourself as a, as a trainer and not work people out for free, good luck. Or you're just not going to have fun and you have to be really yeah, passionate, sure. which I'm not. Some people are. You have to be really passionate about working out really, really yeah. young kids who suck. Oh man, that's the that's the best part. That's like it yeah. kind of exposes like your genius, in my opinion. Because yo, do you have the patience? Do you have the know-how? Do you know how to simply talk to, on their level? Can you take all mm -hmm. this complex adult talk that you have and go to an eight-year-old and be like, "Nah, move your foot this way, drop your foot this way, look at right. the wrong ankle." Nah, you got to do these two steps. Now, nah, watch me. Let me draw it out for you. Here, let me put this cone. But right here's here. the, a, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'll cone. say to that. You know, you really like. Going to the conversation of guys who don't stick with the same trainer. Why do people hop trainers? If that's, and I'm looking from uh -huh. myself, maybe this is the wrong way to look at it. But if I'm a kid and I'm being worked out mm -hmm. doing all of like that, like super simple, you're basically teaching me from crawling to walking. I'm going to look at you in that light. Like you're my like fundamental, like you're my kid trainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people don't really yeah. have a, a a grasp that, like, yeah, that's a thing. There's guys that are only known for working out like good guys. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? They probably like doing that. And the yeah. guys that work out little kids and developing them, they probably like doing that. So, again, and it, I love how this is all connected. Yeah. You have to find your niche as a trainer. And just fucking do it. Just like attack that shit. Maybe you're the trainer that that only works out these like. I mean, I know I know someone, for instance, they work out younger kids and it's always two trainers to one kid and you charge yeah. a little more. That's a niche. And and it right. And it works. You're getting this Yo, like. And that's why I really liked when when me and Diaz were able to work out because you were getting that and you also just weren't paying. But <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so again, there's there's a niche for everything. Maybe you're the guy that that runs. I know there's some trainer out there. I used to see Mad long ago that he only does these like 
defense workouts yeah. or clinics. Like there's a, I mean, again, niche for everything. You, I'm possible training with picking up cones, whether you want to call it bullshit or not. It's a niche that people are interested in that people are paying for. That's a combo. It is, but That's a combo for <laughs> either way, you got to find your thing and, and stick to it, or you might get stuck in the same kind of, uh, they say it in like my motion design school all the time, right? Like whatever your portfolio looks like mm-hmm. is the work you're going to attract. So what, right. So like what I, <laughs> it's just you know, ultimate goal, what I would love to be known for is like the guy, and this is how specific it's going to be. The guy in New York who's really good at basketball animating and designing. That is like a very specific down to the location, down to like the type. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think that works. And if you're really and, and very unique, unique, and if you're really good at that, really and there's no one else you can go to that's better than you for that, that's going to that's gonna pay bills at some point. You know what I'm saying? But the guy that just says like, oh, I... I yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just put you through drills. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, I. Like, like I told, I told my man's this. I was like, "Yo, yeah. if I can Google what you do, you're worth shit to me." Like, like if I can Google what you try to do and I can do it myself, you're worth shit to me. But if I find Google and I cannot find, find, it, yo, you're worth find the theories to, of these to the like right, NBA right shooting dude. coaches. You can't. Chip England, you hear so much about from the Spurs. I can't find anything as far as like video footage yeah. of a workout of him. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So like, there's definitely something to that that nah. I think is uh. That I think is interesting. Yeah, if like for me, like you know, go back to your point about you know how you said earlier, charge your worth. Um, it's a twofold thing: charge your mm-hmm. worth at, at the same time, work with the budget. So, um, um, shout out to my man's coach Harp. He told me about this idea. But whenever you go in a situation, of course, understand your 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 worth and your value, but always ask the parent, mm-hmm. and it's just common courtesy. What's your budget? You know what I mean? Cause it's like you know you don't know what situation they're going through, how how hard times may be and stuff like that. And if you really give a fuck about the kid, you know you'll take a little bit less than what you know you're worth. You know what to help that kid get better. You even mm-hmm. might work later past the hour they paid for right. us to get the kid better if you really care about uh, what you do. So um, I feel like when it comes to like um having that niche and and, and charging your value, you gotta you gotta do both. You have to know how much people are supposed to charge you, but I feel like if you go with the open idea of like okay. You want to work with me? I want to work with you. Can we figure out a budget? I think that allows you to build yeah. a better type of um, um, rapport between the client and, and the um, and the and the um, person that's uh, giving you the service. And also, you're connecting just more business. You get to retain something now. Everybody wants to talk about marketing and how can I market and stuff. But like, you know, I was reading this book, um, Essentialism, and it had a great point. Um, they said for one, because he was like a front desk manager for a gym. He said um, he stopped trying to attract. 10% every month and he said I'm going to try and retain 10% every month mm-hmm. he said when I did instead of you trying to attract a new so instead of you trying to attract a new client every single month and then lose that same client if you can retain 10% while just attracting maybe 5 or even just 2.5% of new clients every other time uh-huh. it's just basic compound interest that's all it come back down to right. because you're building upon the principle with this every single day you're not losing anything you're really gaining that's the that's why people tell you to have good habits because it's compound interest it literally gets it compounds itself and grows every single year yeah. it's a 35.7% in, increase in one year 
10 years, you just went up by 350 ticks on the stock market, basically. Yeah, that's a lot. Yo, you, you should be rich in value in a decade. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. I think so to, to, awesome. to go back and answer your question again, um, yeah, I would say a mistake that we made, again, just I'm mm-hmm. saying this because you sparked my my mind as far as like pricing goes with uh, Word. the budget comment. Um, we were looking at, this is kind of fucked up, but like whatever. We were looking at <laughs> what other trainers were charging uh-huh. And not not to sound like a dick, but like we're better than them, and you're getting two trainers, and we were just yeah, so we were just look at the standard, charging more. Charge a bit more. We were just charging yeah, more, but when it gets to the point where I'm charging a hundred dollars a workout, personally, mm-hmm. I think that's way too much money. I know some people yeah, that are charging two hundred and fifty dollars a workout. Personally, I think you're an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's what I think. If you're charging $200 plus for a workout. Um, so that is something that I would say don't do. Because then it's like your prices are fluctuating to the point where it's like, yo, you were $80 last week. What happened? <laughs> oh, well, I found out I found out dude over in, uh, in the Bronx is charging $85. Or, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, I think that's oh, I think shoot. that's a problem because you're now just looking at the market instead of like and I don't know if again I'm not a businessman so you could be listening to this and say yo fuck this kid <laughs> but either way um you're not you're now, now looking at at how much money can I make and you're not looking at what's fair and I think to what you said like exactly. having a conversation with a parent of like what's fair is is the that's way the most yeah important thing because it's it's about investing this child. It takes four years to really see results. So it's like, what 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 principle is good for you for four years, and you can invest in me to see what's an investment for your child. Right. Like you know, what's what principle works for you? And the thing about it, and um, shout out my man Jay Anderson. He told me about this one time, but um, this is when I was just trying, like you know, be on some. This is like when the stock market is like three, two months ago when stocks is going crazy. I'm like, you know, let me know how to trade. He was like, don't do that dumb shit. I'm like, why not? He was like, bro, you're already trading. I'm like, what you mean? He's like, don't you create videos? Don't you do training? Aren't you in school to be a strength coach? I'm like, yeah. He said, okay, so automatically speak. So so right now you have a certain type of stock. You have a certain type of value. I said, mm-hmm. I am listening. He said, if you invest in yourself and grow your brand, you can then grow your stock. And it's the same way how Amazon used to be worth twelve dollars. Now that shit's in the thousands. It's the same as that way how you can go from charging something for free to charging maybe the two fifty, even though that's absurd. But your worth is that high because mm-hmm. you bring that much value to the, the 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 service that you're bringing. And so when he said it like that, I realized I like, that. bet I don't I don't need to go ahead and out here and just keep daily dallying in so many different lanes. Let me concentrate all my efforts towards this company I'm trying to build yeah. and know my worth. And one thing I said was, okay, if I want this company to be here and, and last for a long time, uh, what are my price ranges now that I feel like I can keep? Cause I don't want to change it every five to 10 years. I want to keep a certain price range that I feel like I can sustain for my company. So I put it up on the website, updated, I kind of charged more, but I said, I felt like that's what I deserve. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But I also said on the website, What's your budget? We do, I do that first. If you if you feel like you can pay my prices off rip, go ahead. Thank right. you for seeing my worth. But at the same exact time, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. This is my purpose. This is my craft. My craft cannot exist if I can't bring the best version of you out. So what's your budget? How can I help you? And 
based upon the principle you want to put within me, how can I give you a return on your investment? And I think a lot of people don't understand that that clause or that statement because that's what you're really doing. It's just you, you, these parents pay pay a way towards you to get this child better so they can see a return on their mm-hmm. investment. And so as as a coach, that's what keeps me going. It's like, damn, what can I do next? Like, how can I serve you more? And um, in a sense, I guess I can actually like you know segue to the next question. I'm about to can ask. Can I just say before the uh, question? Probably, that makes me what you just yeah. said makes me feel so much better about not going into stuff. is making so much fucking money just just clicking buttons on their phone and they're like yo you gotta get into this now and i'm just like i don't wanna yo son you gotta understand i was waking up on the weekends with a notebook on youtube learning how to do options trade i'm learning motherfucking iron condor i'm learning stop i'm learning stop puts calls i'm like i don't even know what you're saying (laughs) exactly exactly i'm learning all this shit i'm like yo i'm about to kill the market in two oh months. that's funny and then my man's had to pull me to the side like yo you're gonna fucking kill yourself doing this dumb shit trading like just if he's, he's like just keep it simple like you know invest in etfs invest in good companies invest in um blue chips and put a certain amount towards it every month and you're straight he's like you know the crypto thing doing well you know what I'm saying he said he don't i don't believe in it but if you have iq within the crypto put your money towards that if you feel like that's the new route of life but he said for me it's simply etfs um uh blue chips and that's it because at the end of the day you make your money when you tra- you make your money when you invest you don't make your money when you trade and when he said that shit, i'm like damn that makes sense i hope someone listening knows what uh he's talking about because <laughs> well if somebody listening knows what the fuck i'm talking about i hope you're having a great trade trading day because i'm trying to tell you right now that shit ain't for me. i'm sorry the only trade i know is one hour sessions how much you pay right. that's the only trade i know Anyway, to to your question, go ahead. Word. Um. So for me, um, I, I just wanted to ask you, you know, how do you stay motivated and how do you stay hungry to learn? Because as you just said, like you know, you went from being a basketball player into a trainer trying to do your own thing, thought about being a grad assistant to dive deeper as a coach, but now you develop the idea of like, let me go, you know, all in on this motion design and, and keep basketball with me and also the pod. How you stay motivated and hungry to learn and keep doing more every single day? You know, how, how like what 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 keeps you going? I don't yo, I don't even know, bro. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really? sit on on this podcast and act like I'm the fucking uh epitome of of discipline and, and hard work. Like I'll be sure there's some days where I just sit on my couch and play Xbox all day. Like I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I will say and kind of just going back to like the art stuff because that's what the grind is for me now is yeah and this will probably speak to anybody that does something that they're trying to improve on like you have to see that improvement first you know like Uh my school they talk about um i go i'm i'm taking classes at the school of motion if anyone is curious um Mm -hmm. they talk about like the dip the dip is something that exists where like Anytime you're learning something or, or practicing a skill that's difficult, there's gonna be that time where you're like, "Fuck," you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I cannot Ooh. do this. It's, uh, I'm staring at the screen or I'm shooting all these jumpers. They're not going in, whatever. And I think what's interesting is how much all of the like art world and the basketball world connect. But that's another day's uh, talk. Um, so, sure. 
what that that dip happens and those are the days where i sit and do shit all day and probably go to mcdonald's and like that's my day was wasted but then like <laughs> you you get over that hump and you kind of just get to the point where like the 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 snowball effect is like so fun like i think that is probably what yeah what keeps me going, what keeps you going? i started I think three weeks ago, I started, um, it might be four weeks now, actually, I have to check. I started doing a drawing every day. um, And I was like, I'm going to post it. Unfortunately, right now, I'm actually doing a drawing like for somebody, like, so I can't post them. Um, Stay tuned. Mm. Uh, And yo, just from from day one to, to 12, my entire art style and process completely changed to the point where I am nice. I am so much happier with the stuff that I can put out now to the point where I'm comfortable charging for it. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. the whole thing was I'm going to do a drawing every day. But there, I think it was two Saturdays ago, I just sat on my couch and drew for 12 hours. And then at eight o'clock at night, I was like, all right. Uh, that was probably not something I should have done, but like I did it. I did it anyway. True. So um, it's kind of just like with everything. There's gonna be the, you know, the ups and downs and whatever. But there's there's yeah. something about, and it's kind of just with everything I've done. You know, when it comes to like training, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone can say. I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but I don't know anyone personally that had a more not to define success, but like getting their name out there in 12 months. I don't think that has happened at the rate that we grew run the city training to, you know what I'm saying? Like just that snowball yeah. of like, all right, the first video came out, we got all these followers. Now uh, more people are interested in working out. Holy shit, I'm working out. Isaiah Washington and Home Team Hoops, which is a channel that I watched when I was in high school is here. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Like, all that shit was just a snowball and it just felt like nothing was stopping us from doing whatever we were doing. And then, you know, <laughs> you tear your ACL, that'll stop you from literally moving. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of just the same thing now is like, and it's yeah. really fucking it's hard for me because I'm not uh, an art person. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing half the time. You know what I'm saying? But I know once I figure out what I'm doing, and that's probably going to take a long time. I think that's something that I don't want to say that's something that keeps me going, but just understanding like that good food cooks slow in a sense. Like I know, I know because yeah. I'm in school with like professional artists. So it's hard to look at their work. I have access to everyone's work, everyone's project files, like to see how they're doing stuff. It's really hard yeah, like, God, like damn, it's really hard to look at that and then open the file and see like, yo, how do you even think of this shit? Like, forget the point of yeah. of actually execute. How do you even come up with ideas? So looking at that shit every day to a lot of times, I'll be honest, like for me, it is discouraging because it's like, fuck, bro, how long am I going to have to wait <laughs> until I can pull some shit like that off? Same thing on a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? How long you guys right? So it's man. like that's the question. For for me, it's just 
waiting for the snowball to start to grow and then it's like i i know whenever that happens in in a capacity where like i'm making money i'll be all right you know yeah. like when i'm when i'm putting out for sure videos and and art and content that like people are engaging with and it's you know the the level of work and clientele is growing and then who knows like maybe i'm working in the fucking nba in 10 years i don't know but i know whenever the snowball happens it's gonna happen if that makes sense so that just just like getting to that point is is what motivates me because that shit is fun bro like this this is gonna sound like so stupid but i'm sure any like younger person listening can relate to this i don't know if you're a video game guy but like when Fortnite first came out talk about a snowball bro like that game got so popular out of nowhere and it got to the point where like you know lucky for me or maybe unlucky because i spent too much time playing video games i hurt myself when that game came out so it was just like a snowball of Mm. like yo, i'm playing this game every day it's getting more popular and i'm getting a lot better you know just improvement is something that like i i guess i kind of crave in a sense um for sure. So yeah, just like literally whatever it is, like just getting to that snowball effect. I just spoke for mad long on that, but that that is that is probably no, what good. keeps me doing anything. And that honestly might be why yeah. I am not heavy into training as much right now, just because like what is the snowball effect that exists in running COVID workouts? I don't, I don't know what that Nothing. looks like. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never been a goal oriented person as far as like the training stuff. Like I couldn't tell you where I think that's going to take me or where I want it to take me. But I I know yeah. that I don't enjoy. That's the other thing is like, I want to be doing stuff that I enjoy doing. Um, I don't enjoy showing up to a random gym with a mask on and like, working you out for what that was kind of my thing this year like oh you want to work out you playing <laughs> like oh oh you got a game next week no all right and like what what are we what are we doing so i'm sure that, like yeah shout out to whoever's yeah. like out there running workouts but like that shit doesn't interest me and i have an opportunity to create that improvement in myself so i'm gonna do that yeah i feel you on that for sure because in terms of like you know running the covid workouts like you said it's like I don't give a damn how many times me and your ass work out, bro. If you're not out there scrimmaging and getting dirty and, and, and going yeah. against some other people, I'm not doing, right. I'm not doing this shit with you. I'm going to keep it a bean because it's like, yo, real talk, you can just call me on your phone, FaceTime, uh-huh. and I can guide you through a workout. Because that's, that's what we're really doing. We just over here trying to keep the blade sharp. But, like, we're really making it dull. We're really over-sharpening stuff because, okay, we're putting up all these shots. We're working on all these handles, all this stuff. But it's mm-hmm. in a closed environment, yo. Let you take all these skills we just developed in a closed environment. Let you go play and get your ass bust. Now confidence level goes through the fuck, goes all the way down. Yeah. And now you're looking at me crazy. Like yeah. it's my fault. And, and you no, know what? It's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> the one can't believe I completely forgot was the one group that I was working out. Do you know the post in Brooklyn, right? The big black floor gym. Yeah. Um, they were the they were yeah, the first gym that opened, and I'm real cool. I was running workouts for the guys that built that when we first started, like first, first started. Um, so they had contacted me like, Hey, are you good to run workouts this summer? And I'm like, yeah. Um, 
not knowing that six hours of workouts was not something that my knees would be able to take after not moving for four months. Uh, but besides the point is they Word. had me work out three groups. One was a girls AAU team, like a high school girls AAU team, um, really ranging in skill. Like some girls, I'll just be perfectly honest, I would be surprised if they played Division three college basketball to, to girls that I think have a mm-hmm. legitimate shot at earning a scholarship and everywhere in between there. Yeah. Um, so it was them at one o'clock and then it would basically be two random groups of like whatever guys could at any age could show up. And there was nothing really enticing about that second two groups because what are we really doing? But like mm. the first, so I actually dropped those workouts. I was like, yo, my, the, the, physical pain I'm enduring and the amount that I don't care <laughs> doesn't it doesn't, it's not it doesn't add up. up right now. It's but that first up. group the math isn't the math yeah, the math isn't yeah, mathing not right at all. Now, but that first group I really stuck with because to and this is why I thought of it because you were saying if you're not out there scrimmaging, well their coach well I'll just be fully transparent, I was not a big fan of, but their coach was there every day and he would he like gave me full permission. This is when COVID was like first the thing. Like I didn't know if they were allowed to play each other or not. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, it just got to the point where like towards the end of the workouts, I would put them in like three and three pick and roll. Let's play and work on the shit that we're doing. And that is where, you know, I started to see improvement. And that's where working that group became immensely more attractive as far as watching the growth yeah. than the workout of, Yo, where's uh so and so at today? Oh, all right. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing exciting about that. Yeah, no, nah, there's nothing that exciting sure. about that at this point. Yeah. And I know the older heads be like, nah, you still got to do it, but it's like, you know, I don't. Not really, because if we go down, <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Because like, if we go, nah, for real. Because like, if we go back to teaching and stuff like that. It's like, um, how can how can you how can we really teach if the if the game is to play ball not to shoot the ball in a close environment like you know if that if that was basketball well you yeah, we getting these kids better but mm-hmm. that's not basketball it's five on five you know based upon the three on three four on four even two v two principles yeah. it can get everybody better through them type of stuff so if we can't have two v two three v three four v four uh you know what I'm saying scrimmages and just work on pick and roll work on the weak side passes and stuff like that why are we here I'm not about to dedicate my time just to do mm-hmm. dribble combo jump shot a little bit of defensive drills I'm not doing that with you right. I'm not gonna hold it to you bro like because I'm gonna tell you right now you're gonna get super nice you're gonna get dumb nice thinking like yo coach I'm 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 killing killing who the air <laughs> you know nah coach I'm killing I ain't cool and then once COVID restrictions go down, and you go play, and you got, and, and now you getting boomed yeah, on, yeah, yeah. you getting shaked out your shoes. You gonna hit my phone like, coach, like I thought I was getting better. I'm like, told you, yeah, it only like, goes so far. I'm not gonna waste your time. You, you can only go so far. Like to be quite honest with you, you're better off like dedicating time to train with me in the weight room versus mm-hmm. on the court. Be very frank with you. Because if you spend more time with working on your body, your endurance, your strength, and, and your explosiveness, and we keep the ball handling sharp, you don't have to advance. Just keep it sharp. Make sure you can still do your moves and keep your jump shot sharp and maybe work on the mechanics a bit better and break down film. I'll do that with you before I spend a whole hour yeah, just working on combos. Because at least it serves a purpose because now once the COVID goes down and you're looking like a goddamn <laughs> freight train, yeah, I'm happy. Because that right. weight room got you better. 
that those plyometrics got you better. That was different versus me helping you making you do all these dribble move combos and you're on a fast break because somebody pick your pocket and now you're looking at me in the side. I was like, I'm crazy. Like, you know I what I just no, nah, that ain't my fault. <laughs> how, <laughs> how many workouts, about? how many bullshit on the court basketball workouts that kids go through have you seen? And versus that they post versus I don't think I've ever seen a basketball player post their like weight room workout. <laughs> I don't think yeah, that I has was ever about this like a weight room workout mixtape has never happened. <laughs> You're not going to see that because they don't lift. I was talking to Mark about that. I was like, that's the reason why, like, you know, the inner cities, especially in the tri-state areas, like, you know, Philly, New York, Jersey and stuff like that, Connecticut, those areas. It's the reason why, like, you know, they're skilled and they're still going to play D1, but they're not going to go up to the pro level because now you have the Texas, the Georgia, the, the Florida, States. the Carolinas. The Yeah, you feel me? They taking over because now it's like you t- you teaching the kid with a 45-inch yeah. vert how to dribble and shoot. I'm not going that. He He's 6'4 with broad shoulders and he weighs 220. I'm like six feet. <laughs> six feet, not that. Wet. Like, I ain't going that. <laughs> Not guarding that the hell you mean? I gotta guard him on the fast right. break. I ain't shit. Who? So I'll tell them all. That's the problem with a lot of inner cities due to the areas um not having access to weight rooms. So the weight rooms not being inside the school buildings and stuff like that. And then if you do have access to weight rooms, I mean you gotta go to a franchise gym, damn near, or a private gym, pay crazy gym fees. It's yeah, like I mean, bro, it's a lot paying, of bullshit. I go to so a personal them, trainer like, now, just because I'm at the point where it's like, yeah. yo, COVID's gonna end. And if I'm not in the best shape of my life, like I'm gonna feel like a fucking dickhead. You know what I'm saying? And I have all this like disposable Word. money. Shout out to the government and time. time. Um, why am I like I'm just gonna go do this? And it's five hundred dollars a month, which is cheap. That's cheap for a personal trainer for three workouts hey, hey, every week. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you right now, bro. I'm glad you said cheap because. When I first started, I think in 2020, uh, and I was charging motherfuckers like per yeah. month, my shit was even lower than that. I think for I think I think for four I think for 16 days or four days out of the week, I was just charging 480, and, and motherfuckers didn't want to pay for that. I'm like, yo, yeah. that ass people don't to understand. Like, do you do you not do you not fuck? Like, do you not exactly? You not fucking? No, I'm giving you four sessions out the week, 16 sessions, whole hour, right. fuck a 30, whole hour to train. You out of your goddamn yeah. mind if you don't pay this cheap ass price. But it's right. cool. Y'all motherfuckers want to pay it. I've paid a thousand. But back to the um for for a personal trainer before. And it's like I understand that don't get me wrong, we could have a whole conversation about, you know, working kids out for free and kids kids feel entitled when they get yeah. free workouts, so they don't want to pay for workouts. I understand that. However, um at a at a certain point, gym rental and people's time are a thing. And if if getting on a yeah. basketball court and dribbling is free and lifting weights is not, I'm going to do the free thing if I'm a kid that doesn't know any better or just doesn't have any money. I, either way, you know, no fault to you, but the kid that's in the states that you mentioned, like the Floridas, Texases that are doing mm-hmm. all that shit, they're just going to be better off at the end of the day. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So that's what really matters. It's not about we gonna be in here and grind up these fucking shots. I will take that <laughs> ball touch your goddamn head. Yeah. Go do some push-ups. Go run. 
Because guess what? You have to be an athlete first to to have a longevity of, of playing basketball. Because you all your fucking athlete, mm-hmm. you have to jump, got to cut, you got to move, you got to land, got to all that. That's yeah. all athletic stuff. That's all it is. And so if you really want to play this sport at a high level, you got to be a high level athlete. Like, I understood that concept at 23 years old. If I knew that shit at motherfucking, I believe, like 10, I would have made sure I was the best athlete in every single sport. Because guess what? I still had a chance to play pro. That's all mm-hmm. pro is, a high-level athlete. That's it. All pro mean playing at a high level of athleticism, and you have the brain and know-how to execute what needs to be done in the game and get shit done and have grit to execute during the tough times and, and capitalize yeah. on the win. That's all it is. So if you make sure you're an athlete, if you try to – not even try. If you do the work to learn the game and and, and be an, um, a savant and know the shit properly and you surround yourself with great, talented individuals that have done it before you, you're gonna be a pro. It's just as simple. Just be yeah. a fucking athlete for your sport. There we other go. Sports at a young other age. sports. I, I, That's I, what I'm talking about. Like it's just that simple. Because you have to build an athletic base. Like my sister played tennis when she went out when she went to high school and stuff like that. And like you know we would, we would go in the backyard and sometimes play tennis and stuff. And it it helped me even when I played rec ball. It still helped me become a defender because I built up those yeah. those muscles on the inside to move laterally yeah. to stay in front. So it's like you have to play other sports because you're so consciously building a, 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 a base of athleticism that cannot be replicated. So if you're a wide receiver at a young age, yo, you're going to be a high flyer when it comes to basketball. If you're a running back for football, you're going to be probably the best ball handler in the backcourt. It's just that simple because mm-hmm. you understand how to juke and move your feet. Mm-hmm. Same as that thing as ball handling. It's the same footwork. So every single sport gives a certain type of um, output that makes you a certain type of unique individual. And if you can combine all those things based upon how you play and then just play to mm-hmm. a specific sport later on down the road, those extra niches or those extra values that you picked up will serve a purpose into making you a better player down the long run. It's just that simple. So when I see coaches say, you know, saying um, you got to be in the lab more, you got to do this more. I'm like, yo, you, you're just uneducated. You're just working off the of emotions right now. Like you, you just sound like you just want to use your ego to talk. Mm-hmm. You're, you sound fucking dumb. Let this kid play this sport. Let them understand different angles from playing baseball. Let them understand how to properly be in a lateral stance, turn and run, and get into a backhand playing tennis. Because honestly, if you watch Serena Williams and all those tennis players play uh, play tennis, when they when they see that ball coming their way and they got to turn yeah. their hips and, and get it from the backcourt, it's no different than if I'm trying to stay in front of the uh, offensive player and I got to turn my hips and run and mm-hmm. call the space the same as that footwork. So nothing really changes in sports. It's just about how we apply it. The application changes. But in terms of the movements, it's all there. It's all the same exact thing. But this talk about let kids specialize at a young age. Like, y'all just sound weird. Y'all just sound like fucking goofies yeah. who never got to play for and you just trying to yeah. live a second childhood. That is definitely Shut up. a thing. I'm tired of hearing that shit. It's, it's definitely a thing. And I make sure, like, you know, I pull the kid to the side I, and and let it be known. Even my job, no. I curse at these kids. Like, <laughs> yo, your dad's a dickhead. Like, I am. Shit. Uh, like, you can tell your pops right now. Okay, I'm just like, can I do that? <laughs> uh, so, look, I tell my kids off rip. All y'all pieces of shit, all pieces of shit to me. Straight like world. Like, I'm a raw, uncut. Yeah, because, like, that's just how I was raised. My father, you know, he, he my father mm-hmm. went through a lot at a young age. You feel me? So um, he he had to grow up quick living in Jamaica. Like, he 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 oh, left shit. the house at 13 and had to figure shit out. So, yeah. So, you know, Jamaica at that. So um, this is 
you know, he was born in the 50s, so he's like 13. So, yeah, he was born in 52, 13. Yeah, this is 60. So, you know, this is during the time of, like, you know, mm. a lot of civil rights era for, like, the whole um, por portion of Jamaica. Jamaica is starting, like, mm. slowly getting its independence and stuff like that and so on and so forth. But still very tough times for the country itself and even tougher times for a poor individual and even yeah. tougher times for a 13-year-old. So, um. He's a very much hardened individual. It took me a lot of time for him to understand his mindset and shit. But um, as an adult, I embrace it. And um, I keep it close to my heart because it's what's needed Hell to get yeah. you past the um, tough time. So um, I so um, I give it to these kids. And um, I know when to pull it back and no one to turn it on. But I give it to these kids because you have to have the armor to survive doing these doing, in the world we live in. Mm -hmm. You just have to have tough skin. It's just that simple. Um. So I tell these kids all the time, like, yo, your dad's a dickhead. Your mother's a dumbass. Like, you know, you're doing a good job. I don't care what the fuck they're telling you. Like, you, you come in here, you work hard. Like, don't let their expectations of what they believe you to be should affect how you should perceive yourself. Because in the end, you're going to get to an age where you're an adult and you do not want to make this a habit. And you don't want to be 25 years old still talking about what your mother and father want you to do. I know a mm -hmm. lot of my, of my peers talk like this. And I'm, I tell these kids right now, nip it in the bud. I don't care what your mother and father are telling you about. As long as you're respectful, as long as you do your job in the house, as long as you do what you're supposed to, and then some, they have nothing bad to talk to you about. Stay focused on you. Stick to your dreams. Work hard, and you'll get through. You're not going to be in that house forever. So learn how to start growing up and be accountable for yourself and be responsible to do what you have to do. So when you're 18, 19, and you get a scholarship, whether it be academically or even athletically, guess what? My dukes try to call your phone or whatever, you three, four states away. Mm -hmm. you, you doing your thing. You becoming a young adult. I'm trying to help these kids understand you can start your life at a very young age so you don't have to be in your 20s trying to figure it out. To me, <laughs> like you both us. know that shit like is us. a fucking <laughs> headache. Yeah, it's a fucking headache. Because it's like, yo, you know damn well if you, like how you Ugh. said three years ago, you wish would have started for me and for me four, four years ago. Like, I'll be well off. Be well off. Like, yeah, my little page is making a little bit of noise now and I'm slowly picking up followers because a couple of my posts might go viral on the explore page and I gain followers. But like, Motherfucker, if I would have started in 2016 and then COVID hit, oh yeah. my fucking God, I'll be good. Because right a lot now. of the people that did well in COVID so, were people that already had some sort of infrastructure in place. Already had it going. Like, okay, I can't train in person, so what? PJ, PJF on with his like vert code. I mean, oh he's got God. multiple, oh, multiple bro. programs. Like, I'm sure he bro. is not complaining. Now, Bro, when COVID hit, I swear to God, I think this man got even more popular. Because yeah. it didn't matter what page I was on. I could have been on my Hoop Nation page, my Brick by Brick page. I could have been on my personal page. I don't even follow his uh -huh. on my personal page. I follow all bad bitches. He's still on the explore page. How, Paul? How? I'm not even following <laughs> basketball sports right now. Right. I'm following the finest woman. Yeah. And you're on the explore page. How? But that's all it is because, you know, I've been I've been following Paul since I was like um in, in since 2015 like I, I I first got on his uh Burt program the first one I tried it out and um it, it got me it, it helped me get my bounce yeah. back up like he knows his shit for real so he was already building um his foundation but when the pandemic hit and it's all, like this all, motherfucker all blue sitting on our like phones. so why not all we're doing all we're doing think he blew of, up think so about the perfect storm is like now go ahead. TikTok is at its peak uh, popularity. Instagram yeah. does what they do and steals, you know, TikTok. 
and puts it in their platform. And all these kids can't really go outside. So the only thing there is to do is find out find out who you like watching and watch all their watch. shit. So I uh, applaud Man. those who who grinded that out and applaud those who already had that. I I don't I don't want to say that PJF yeah. performance had the foresight years ago to think that there would be a global pandemic, but you know, you it worked. No. But guess what? He he has such a great foundation and such a great um company already going. That situation just made it mm. that much sweeter to capitalize upon the moment. That's all. And um, you know, one thing I'm noticing about just oh, just on a side note, this has nothing to do with any type of athleticism right now, any type of sports. Um, on a side note, this this what we live in, we will always see a recession or some type of um pandemic of some sort at some point. And so um within the decade we live in, every decade has a recession or some type of fucking mm-hmm. um epidemic or pandemic. It's just a fact. So with that being said, um I think in terms of young entrepreneurs listening and stuff like that, um, start studying history of uh, the world we live in and that way you can prepare yourself for that quote-unquote perfect storm because, you know, it's coming at some point, whether it be a recession or epidemic or a pandemic, something of that sort will come into the, to the forefront. Yeah. It's just history repeats itself. And um, if, you, if you understand that, stay diligent in what you do. Like Harry said about him just, like, you know, making that one drawing a day. For me, um, I used to... 2020, I wanted to like you know make content. I was bullshit. I would drop one fucking quote, and that one quote didn't even come out till Thursday or Friday. And it was supposed to be the fucking quote of the week. How the quote of the week gonna come out on a fucking yeah. Thursday? So like I was bullshitting. And then uh, Mark Mark Williams, like he my mentor at Footprints. Um, this motherfucker was showing me like what he had in in, in the lab cooking up in terms of content. He was showing me all the ideas. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, yeah. that's a lot of shit you got in the cut. He's like, yeah, I'm about to kill the game. I'm like. Fuck that. I ain't about to be no pussy and like not fucking see see what you doing. I'm about to hop on game yeah. two. You about to make content. I'm about to make content. Fuck that. So I went back in the lab and like, you know, started saying, right, I'm about to make a quote a day and a real a day to go with it. And then like it's picked up a little, it was doing I and stuff like that. But then um on another note to go to this one, um, I read a book called Third Circle Theory. Shout out to my man Philip uh Karaya. He gave me um um a suggestion to read that book. So I read the book, it's a great book. It talks about how to leave a legacy and how to build something great greater than yourself. And so that's what I wanted the company to be. That's why I made the company like this and how it is. And so um I was trying to leave uh this company in a sense where if I ever pass, this company can help change lives and stuff like that. Still, even when I'm not here. And um I realized like, you know, it, a theory is just a theory in a sense. And the only um legacy you're going to leave in this world is literally the Mm -hmm. best version of yourself that's the only legacy you're going to fucking leave and so once i realized that i'm like man fuck it i'm done trying to be pc i'm done being cute y'all about to see me wrong uncut so i changed up everything i changed how the how 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 the background look i changed how the effects look i changed how i typed and from there that's why i saw an increase in just interactions increasing people i started making sure the stuff i said I will go to my personal page and send it to people I know that I went to school with, people I talk to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even here to gain likes. It's like, this shit. I, this is shit I tell myself in my head to, to get through the day. So hopefully yeah. it can help you get past your day and shit like that. So, you know, I'm like, let me, let me, let me be the best version of me for me and, 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 and see where that takes me and stuff like that. And from there, I started seeing an increase in just um, myself and confidence and what I do in terms of um, how I bring value. And, I, and it made me want to be more dedicated, maybe want to be more um, um, 
it's um humble in terms of what I know and keep studying and keep learning about the game, started calling up coaches more to pick their brain. And so going back to the main point to everybody listening, um, please work upon your craft every day because you never know when that, um, when a moment might happens where you might be able to blow up, but for you to blow up though, you have to establish a certain type of level of passion and work ethic towards your craft. And that's why the guys like the Pauls, the guys like the um, other people that blew up during the pandemic and stuff like that, they blew because they already established that great level of work ethic and passion towards the craft. Yeah. And even Devin, like <clears throat> they already established that. So when the, when, when the pandemic hit, all they had to do was figure out how to like market and how to capitalize upon it, upon the foundation already built. And that's how they got to the next level. So that was just like, you know, on a side note to just, you know, just give something for everybody listening. Um, some type of advice in terms of business, because end of the day, as much as we have passion, I mean, you both know, like, um, being good at art is cool, but you gotta know how yeah. to sell that shit so you can pay and the that's bills. That's something I gotta fucking so, figure out. <laughs> on a business, yeah, on a business, on a business note, um, I had to just drop that in there because I see so many people just thinking like by just waking up and just doing the bare minimum, they're gonna make it far. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, this gotta be about you. It's not about the wraith. It's not about the the on um, the Rolls Royce. It ain't about goddamn having that cool ass Instagram caption. Like it's none of that bullshit, yo. You really gotta dig deep inside and figure out what makes you tick and what's gonna get you to the next level because you're gonna face adversity every day. Like yo, I swear to God, I get like two or two meals a day in now, bro, and I barely get any mm -hmm. sleep. I drive an hour to work, I drive an hour back home, I work a little five hour shift. Um I try my best to wake up at four o'clock in the morning from four o'clock to like seven thirty. I'm watching film. I'm taking notes out of like a biomechanics book or anatomy book. Um after that I take a nap. If I take a nap, I come to my job early before I start my shift to work out. And then after that, after my shift is done, I try to work out again just so I can yeah. understand if the shit I'm trying to teach fucking works because I'm not about to make up some showing shit of paper and I give it to you and now you got an injury or the shit don't work. So I'm the guinea pig 24-7. And then I still got to find a way to make content for this page and then stick to the content schedule and still bring in content. So like, yo, it's hard. nigga, it's hard as fuck. It's hard as fuck. But guess what? I let the pain mold the craft. I I express the pain. I put it in a way that's so poetic, it makes you want to keep going. And that's why I said you got to find something within you that's greater than what you're going through right now. Because once you do, that's where you'll be able to go to the other side. And that's why I tell people all the time, you get tested on an everyday basis. It's up to you to see it. That's what that's where the perfect storm comes. Because if you pass the test every fucking day and you get better at those tests and apply the lessons you learn from it, eventually it leads to this big ass yeah. test that you never thought would fucking happen. And the day you pass that mm -hmm. shit, boom, you finally got what you needed. So that's all it is, man. You taking quizzes, you taking motherfucking <laughs> pop quizzes, taking um little tests and shit. So you get to the final exam. That's all life is really about. At some yeah. point, you gotta I mean, understand can, that. Even connect to what you just said the basketball. Like, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big drill person like people ask me like oh what do you do to improve your ball handling i'm like I'm yeah fucking, i'll just play, play basketball but something go play the fuck you mean yeah but go play go, people go is like some shit. i'm i'm a believer that to an extent two ball handling like dribbling two balls works like i think it works not all of like yeah yeah me too because you're because you're building the motor control of both hands at the same time. So you can kind of figure out as a trainer, which hand is weaker. And that way, like you can tell the individual, okay, we're going to do two balls for like 30 seconds, but for the last 15, knock out that left hand. It just helps you build better coordination. Cause now 
by using two balls, you're really forcing the brain to execute right. the same exact thing at the same time, both hands. And now you're forcing that shit to like really, in a sense, not say, oh, right hand can do this, left hand can do that. Nah, both these uh-huh. shits have to do the same exact right. shit at but the same the time. Reason, so the reason I'm saying that is because but nah, I'm just go ahead. I'll tell people like, all right, here's uh here's like a two ball series that I want you to 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 work on and like we'll come back and see like how you do in a month. And you cannot cheat that month. Yeah. You you the I know I was talking about like the two sleep thing, yeah. whatever, whatever, but you have to actually put in that work and that time. And when I ask you to do it again in a month, again, going back to what you said, like the big test, your work will show what, what it is. And actually something I'm about to find out in literally a week, um, one of the girls that was on that team I was working on in the summer, um, in my opinion, was like the hardest working of that group. I gave her a... Uh, one of like the Spalding six pound basketballs. <clears throat> and I was like, yo, just do this yeah. five minute routine every day and it'll work. And I'm about to see her practice on Saturday. So there we go. Like I will find out if you use that basketball every day, because I used to like just check in every so often, just send her a text like, yo, are you, did you do it today? And then I just stopped. So you will find I will find out that big test is coming. And if you cannot dribble a basketball really hard, yeah, you didn't do shit. I don't I I personally would like to believe that it's she uses it every day, but we'll find out. But that just goes to anything. Like your yeah. the the work you put uh-huh. in and the opportunity that comes are gonna you know arrive at the same time at some point. At some point, and that just comes back down, like I said, just being a very hardened individual. And, like, I know we talk about like, – it's, it's in a time people say, you know, that's toxic, that's not healthy. Yo, it's a difference between learning mm-hmm. how to push through and holding on to shit. It's two different things. When you hold shit in, of course, it's going to fuck you up because that's mm-hmm. that's dead weight. Why the fuck, like, move on? You feel me? But knowing how to push through, knowing how to persevere, I'm sorry, sweetheart, that's not tied to that's 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 called something that's really admirable. That's really something incredible for you to go through something very traumatic and to keep moving forward and to not let it affect right. you because you understand that this is only temporary, that this is not define me, that this is just a simple moment. I will still overcome. I will still over. Uh, I will still achieve. I will still get to where I need to be. And sure, it might change me a bit. It may alter my reality. But guess what? Nobody's perfect. I'll live with the scars, but I will still get to the next step. But people tell you, no, you got to take time away. Some people need it. Some people don't. But my belief is this. If you're going to cry, don't sit and cry. Cry and move. You're going if you don't sit there and be mm-hmm. fucked up about it, be fucked up about it and move forward. Because at the end, at the end of the fucking day, the result yeah. doesn't care That's about your true. fucking feelings. It's just that simple. I'm sorry. The results don't care. Like people just understand that. Like anybody out there that might be going through some shit, nobody really cares about what you have to go through. You have to still find a way. So even if you're going through shit, okay, go mm-hmm. go see somebody, but still. You have to move forward. The problem isn't that people are pushing through and that's a toxic thing. No, the problem is people sit there and hold on to shit and then they live their life stuck in the past. 
I tell people all the time, you have to have hard, thick skin. You have to push through and persevere because that's how success breeds itself. That's how you get going. You're not, you're not going to get far if you get punched in the fucking mouth and you sit there mm-hmm. for the next five, six weeks complaining yeah. about how you got punched in the mouth. Not going to get far. So same thing what you're saying. <laughs> okay, that ball heavy as shit. Keep pounding away. You yeah. don't know what to do? Fucking make a call. FaceTime, like, yo, just find a way. Like, that's all I know my whole entire life. Like, I'm not saying I'm the most perfect guy. Like, motherfucker, I'll tell you right now, it'd be days I'm like, fuck yeah. this phone. I ain't about to fuck all y'all. I'm not about to post shit. I'm tired. But guess what? As soon as I say that, I think about everybody who keeps telling me, I appreciate what you say. You don't know how this helped my mm-hmm. day. I really needed this today. Like, I can't go back to sleep knowing that, like, yeah. yo, you looking forward to this. It keeps you accountable. It holds you to a certain type of, um, yeah, just keeps you accountable to a certain type of extent where it's like, yo, I really have to just say fuck me today, unfortunately. And so by me saying fuck me today and doing for the greater good of somebody else, that's that's a bad thing. And that's all I'm trying to show mm-hmm. people. It's like you just have to persevere and suck shit up. Because if I were to complain about my headspace and why I'm mad and all this other shit, and somebody else needed me today, That's I folded it. That's how I feel. I'm not saying I'm Superman, I can save the world, but like, if you're given a gift to inspire, motivate, or help, or teach, and the reason why you couldn't do it today <laughs> is because your head hurt, or yeah. you mad about something that happened to you five years ago, or the breakup that happened to you two months ago was still fucking with you, yo, get yeah. the fuck out of my face. I don't want you in my corner, because you weak. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. You know what my how to deal with you it, know man. what my version shit, of bro. what you're saying like, we all is, got shit. is like again I'm What's good, bro? and I am clearly openly acknowledging like I come from a a privileged situation where I don't really have a lot of shit to worry about. Like I was yeah. just sitting here the other day and just thinking about like how I'm not in the greatest shape of my life and how my knee is still fucked up three years later. There's there's people that are yeah. in just the fucking worst scenarios that don't have shit. Like someone's day is worse than mine right now. You know what I'm saying? Like there and the, the someone For is sure. probably Always. like billions of people are having a, a pretty shitty day right now. And like I'm here with nothing to worry about. Why am I not doing the right thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know why that's like a it's like a motivating factor for me. But like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like looking in the mirror and saying, it's like, Yo, you have no excuse. It's just like, damn. All right, hold on. This is random as fuck. You ever listen to uh, you ever listen to Lil Dicky? Yeah. First off, he's like one of my favorite rappers. But second, yeah. um, in one of his songs, the- oh, I forget the name of it. He said, um. Uh, it wasn't rapping or trapping, like kind of like a play on like what a typical rapper uses, like their motivation. He was like, it wasn't rapping or trapping. It was rapping or a big old fucking house with a yeah. family, you know? And like, I kind of think about that sometimes is like, yeah, I probably mm. could have just like graduated, gotten my teaching degree, already been in a in a financially stable situation and had a job with a pension. And in 30 years, I would have nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? But like, no, I kind of just want to grind some shit out. Is yeah. that stupid? Oh, literally so many people have told me yes. Fuck you. 
<laughs> you know, like, fuck you. And I'm just going to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, I've been told I was stupid too. When I told people, um, I was changing my major again to uh, to to exercise science, and it was like, "Oh, what you about to do physical therapy?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Nah, I'm about to just get my degree and just be a strength coach." I'm like, "Well, they don't make that much." I'm like, "Well, you don't make that much, so what you trying to tell me?" <laughs> so what the fuck are you trying to say? Like, you oh, that's that fucking funny. So what advice are you giving? That's funny. fucking 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 daddy warbucks. Who the fuck are you? But yeah, man, I've been there before, and yeah. um, I think that's the best part about it to mm-hmm. me, because it gets you going. It's like word. That's how you feel, and um, it gives you the type of little head in the back of your, uh, little voice in the back yeah. of your head, tell you like, you know that bitch ass motherfucker told you you stupid as shit, and it reminds you to keep going. That's how I feel sometimes. Whenever like you know, I feel like I ain't got no energy. Like damn, I don't feel like posting nothing today, and I think about the people, but I also think about the motherfuckers uh-huh. who say like, you ain't gonna do shit with it or. Oh, work. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that little yes. thing you got. You I, I actively try and not like, oh, that say little... that about that, things that, that people that... are doing that they're passionate about because, like, I know how that felt yeah. for for me. Yo, that shit, bro, man. That shit are is disrespectful. Do, are you doing yeah, all the little motherfucking drawings and shit? Yeah, those are dope. Oh, you still doing it? Why you call them little? Bitch, what? Why are they little? Or, or, or the, or the, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. still doing it? Why would I stop? Oh, you thought about the quit? I ain't my be hurt. I, I mean, bro, I, people, I people are. used to fucking. Now going, that you're saying bro, that, people they, used um, to literally laugh at me when I told them that like I was training people. I mean, you, you obviously didn't know me when I was 21, but like I was a dickhead. Like I'm definitely yeah. still like a clown goofing off type of dude just in general. But like people could not see me in the light of like telling somebody else what to do you know what i'm saying and for free it was really just like yo why the like yeah i mean granted i can understand why someone would say yo why the fuck are you doing this but and i guess you could probably still say that because it's not like a a job but you know what i'm saying like shit like that is just i mean the last 10 minutes in general you kind of just have to take whatever source of like what's gonna make you do some shit whether it's the tough love from you or whether it's you know yeah and a adversity type situation or lack thereof if you aren't facing adversity then like me you really have yeah you yeah. should be grateful and have zero excuses like, be grateful i think about a kid like i mean i don't have any relationship with him personally but you think about like cole anthony He's had literally nothing. Yeah, like yeah, everything, everything. Trainers like everything he needs is right there when it's uh, you know, uh, literally just the access to have conversations with people who can provide wisdom, even in your own father, who played in the same league that you're going to. You know what I'm saying? And like, there was never at least from everything I've heard or read about him, that there was never like a, a t- yeah, exactly. That was the perfect word. There was never like a sense of entitlement, entitlement when you saw him like competing on a court, you know, if anything, it was like a fuel to that fire. Yeah. That's what makes Cole greats. Yeah. That's what made Cole mm-hmm. so great. And uh, Austin Rivers was the same as that way too. 
that's what made those two individuals so great. They just understood, like, yo, yeah. I got everything I got, and I got a dream. Why not use it? You know, that's that's all it is. You know, I got all the resources. My 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 pops did it. My pops got the knowledge. My pops got a circle of people that's doing it. Like, and I like this game. I want to play at a high level. Yeah. All I got like, I would argue those situations. Fuck out of here. Come on. This could come off and, as controversial and, or just blatantly wrong. I could be wrong as fuck. But I would argue that, like, those situations are uh-huh. about as rare as, like, the kid that was ho- like the Jimmy Butlers, like the kid that was homeless through high school and like grinded his way through junior college to yeah. get to the league. Like the 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 rarity in those individuals and like what fuels them is coming from a different source, but it's as equally as like special, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's just you know, like like I got just said, it's like. It's just knowing how to find something within you. And that's how I'm just like going to end it towards the like mm-hmm. last couple of minutes. But like it's learning how to find something within you. And it's crazy how you said earlier how it is connected. But that's how it has to be as a, even as a coach. Like you have to find something within you so you can use that fuel to pour into these kids so they can understand how to mm-hmm. pour something out of them, how to pull something out for themselves. Because that's how you make not only them better, but you help the world get better. Because that's the most important part of what I try to do. The legacy is not about the pro. The legacy is about the Hall of Fame. That's cool and shit, but I don't give a fuck. Um, the legacy I care about is like, you know, can I really teach you in a way that's kind of like, you know, very simple and efficient? And by doing so, can you get better quicker? And so by you getting better quicker, you have more confidence and at least you having more results. And more importantly, at least you working harder. And then from you just learning how to do all these things, can I be like, yo, mm-hmm. but off the court though, like, your character let's use these same principles like you know your, your discipline coming to the workout but you're not disciplined in school come on that's that's bullshit like you know i try to make sure that i show Stun. these kids like yo the off the court oh, matters yo, more than on the court like, i don't want to interrupt you, you. Like, i'm sorry school like grant this is go ahead exclusive if you genuinely have like some medical inability to like learn things and like you are deficient as far as like whatever's going on in your actual yeah. brain. School is so easy, bro. Like, side note, right? I, like, if, if anyone has has an excuse to to to, to be, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like doing some shit like working at McDonald's with nothing past to be passionate about, it would be a kid like anyone who's in a similar uh, medically defined scenario like yourself. But like, bro. School is not that difficult. And I rarely ever studied. Rarely ever studied. No. Granted, I I wasn't the uh yeah. the kid taking AP stuff, and I wasn't the kid who decided to major in something like crazy science-based, like I got a phys ed degree, which was definitely hard. Don't get me wrong. But like, yo, school is so much more about like, yo, do you just give a fuck and are you respectful? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how many kids you know how many kids that's probably I, fail class because they just won't shut the fuck up during class because <laughs> i i was one of those kids and it's just like yo, at some point yeah. just like yo you learn to sit there that's why in college you like kids that talk through the professor isn't really like a thing i, I didn't really have that problem in college you know what i'm saying like nah, when my- when kids cannot figure out how to do good in school, I don't know what to say to them because it's like, bro, this is not hard. You don't even have to know the content for sixty percent of your grade. 
If you just show up and shut up and raise your hand and try. Because nah, guess what? You'll at least get a D. All you got to do is just – that's it. At least get a D. Because, look, all you got to do is this. I did uh-huh. the math. Like, I do the math all the time on some bum shit. Not bum shit, on some lazy shit. My, my parents know damn well, like, I'm, I'm highly intelligent as much as I do about the finish. But I'm highly intelligent, but um, yeah. it's, it's just like I'm the I will find the easy way out. That's just me. Sorry. So, um. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, you get a B, you get a B or A on like the quizzes, the um homework, the discussions, and all the other shit. All right, that come out to be literally fifty percent. And if you get a motherfucking D yeah. or F on the final and midterm, you still got to be in the class. What the fuck? This shit is. And you want me? And you want me to stress about school? I'll be telling, I'll be telling homies like, you want me to stress mm-hmm. about school, but all I gotta do is just make sure I get an A in all the small shit and fail the big shit. You know how? You know how? You know how fucked up that is. That all I have to do is get an A on all the small shit and, and fail let me the tell you something. Let me tell you something. For Why any would I stress out there? For any kids, <laughs> not trying to make any uh, controversial points here. I've been out of college for four. Yes, for four. Well, three and a half years. Nobody, and I've worked in. Yeah. five different places that you know were at least considered like jobs where i got a paycheck uh-huh. they did not ask me my grade point average <laughs> ever so i'm not sitting here saying i would never sit here and say like don't I mean, care about school because there is a level of just like being an intelligent human being and no nah, yeah and like you, you have, have to, to be well spoken i would say that's don't honestly, like, more out. important than being smart like book smart but no, go ahead. Yeah, for me, I feel not to cut you off, but for me, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, um, just be self-educated. Fuck all the bullshit, because I swear to God, like, okay, you're in, you're 16 weeks to, uh, for this subject, I, and, and I got them 16 weeks. You're only using mm-hmm. a quarter of the book. So in reality, what is school teaching you? That's my opinion first. 16 weeks, and you're only using a quarter or at least a half of the book, and even then, you're not even getting to the details you're just getting into the main concept so you're just getting a beginner's introduction to all this information just to get a degree for every class you take the 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 real learning comes from being self-educated meaning these things can you observe your environment can you adapt from your environment can you clearly think from your environment can you connect the dots and can you see patterns that's what it means to be self-educated. Mm-hmm. If you can do those things, even without a fucking degree, you can get farther than anybody else because you can always take information from nature, from practical knowledge and books, from street smarts, seeing what's going on in your environment, and just take those concepts and formulate a certain type of processing or a certain type of system so where you can always get a result. So I tell kids all the time, like, I don't give a fuck about your grade point average. Like, I really get care about how, how you know, in terms of, like, how do you educate yourself when nobody's looking? I just, for yeah. right now, I tell yeah, these kids, yeah. like, that, that grades up not to misconstrue what I was saying like, before. That like, is important. Like, <laughs> like, you do, you do, again, have to give a fuck enough yeah. that you can like, participate in life. That is the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I tell kids all the time, like, yo, simply just make sure you get an A on all the small shit. And for the final and midterm, like, yo, just do your best to pass. Yeah. Do your best to pass. Why not get an A, yo, motherfucker? Listen, I'm trying to save my experience. Just get an A on all the other small shit. Because it's easy for to get an A on a discussion post, an A on a homework, an A on all this other shit. It's not that stressful. But it's hard as fuck to get an A on a midterm. <clears> or a final even learning how to cheat. Midterms. That's just a fact. 
Just no. Nope. <laughs> even even learn. I'm gonna oh, yeah, I'm gonna make that. a please. bold statement. Please do that. Learning how to cheat properly is like such a great lesson in like communication and connecting with other people. It's a, it's it's a, bro, <laughs> bro. It's what's gonna help you to get to the next level. I don't give a fuck with nobody. It's 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 like it's like learning how to push off on the snatches and um and pro as, as long as you don't get caught. I'll put the rest of you got a hook. You better grab a jersey. <laughs> I'm a teacher. <laughs> Thank you. The game will get dirty. I hope no one from my school is listening. <laughs> the game will get dirty. You don't have to. I'll you cut that portion. That was probably the most useful part of the whole episode. <laughs> if you just learn how to collaborate, quote, wink, wink, <laughs> with with other individuals. You might, you might, you <laughs> like might that. be all right. You might be all right in school. And even forget cheating. Just even yeah. like, like having a, so there are so many instances where like I got through Life. a test just through like a 10 minute conversation with someone who I wasn't even like friends with. And they just like put me on to like, yo, you need to know this, this, this and this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Sorry if you don't think that that's a useful skill. Yeah. But I do. Oops. I mean, we people want to call it cheating because of academic honesty and shit like that. But let's keep it a buck, bro. Yeah. We're not getting great for any of this shit. We do it every single day. It's called asking for help. Like, we do it every single... We literally do it every single day. Oh, well, if you don't know, it's on you. Okay. So when you was broke as shit and you couldn't pay your rent, it's on you to to pay that bill and mm-hmm. don't ask me for it, right? Or, or ask your yeah. parents or ask the government. It's on you though, right? You're cheating. You're cheating. Like, come on, man. Like, I understand the whole point of school trying to teach discipline and academic honesty and all that other type of bullshit. But like, to be honest with you, man, it's like, right. I tell parents all the time, that degree don't mean shit besides a piece of paper to me. Your education, to me, your, your, your education shows in your work in terms of like, you know, how well you speak, how well you understand the concept of life, how well do you um, perceive yourself, you know, those type of things. That's education because I ain't gonna hold you. I'll turn 25 in August. I got friends right now with all the master degrees already and stuff like that and mm-hmm. doing better off because I was like, I was like a clown and shit. I ain't taking it seriously. I'm only taking it serious now so I can get an education right. to put on a resume and get my certain type of license. This license requires me to have a four-year degree. So that's all it is, but I got folks yeah. with master degrees. Asking you have for to be advice. educated so in the thing that you're passionate about. Like, you don't need like, to have no degree to I was get talking, educated. I was talking to my friend understand. yesterday, like the personal trainer we go to. He's like that's it. a little that's weird of it. a guy, but like he really knows his shit. So like a but, lot of people, but he, like, they bro, they I've had two out workouts and, and I feel great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm sure if I tried to speak to him about yeah. The nuances the of shit. a pick and roll, he would sound like a fucking moron. But if I talk to him about like what is the best yeah. way to modify this exercise, he sounds like a professor. So like just no. yeah. So it's like as he's long as whole, you can a, find that whole thing Juilliard to where like now. yeah. I mean even me like I don't go around saying I'm the most well educated person. I say like almost every twenty words. I just said it <laughs> like, and I, I just said it right out. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be, be perfect, <laughs> but you have to at least 
be able to provide value in again your niche thing, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Exactly. And that's how we're just going to do it. I got time, bro. Because this is what, two hours? It's all good. (laughs) Uh, Nah, I got time too. But uh, it's two o'clock and and my ass about to do this little speed agility workout and then order some uh, some wings because there's nothing healthy around here, unfortunately. So, um, so um, to all the people listening right now, this is a performance page, and um, <laughs> my diet is trash. Shout out to the broke lifestyle diet. So um, if you have any healthy suggestions on a on a I'll, broke ass, I'll end the episode on a phenomenal hit my DM so this episode drops because food thing. When I was at Luhai, my salary was Go my ahead. rent, and I I was that was actually the only position uh-huh. where I was like, yo, I don't want to ask my parents for help with Ooh. anything. Like I kind of just like figured it out. So you get. Get the biggest Word. thing. I can't believe I'm saying this. Get the biggest thing of chicken thighs from the grocery store. Get a whole thing of like jerk seasoning. And I know you you would fuck okay. with that because you got the Caribbean in you, which I gained from Flatbush. Um, <laughs> shout out to Fisherman's Cove. Um, shout, shout, shout out, and shout get, out to get just like a thing of uh, peppers and mushrooms. I'm a, I'm a pepper and mushroom guy. You just fucking put it all together in an aluminum pan and just like yeah. stir it around and just leave it in the oven for an hour and you have lunch for the week. And it's like not that ex- a giant thing of chicken thighs is like maybe 10 bucks, 12 bucks. Shh. Hey, 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 giving y'all the, the, and I am white as hell. So. Jamaican jerk version that your wife <laughs> needs to survive for the week, everybody. White, white. So, so, so make sure you, you pre-season with salt and pepper, a little bit of adobo, you know, for, for my Dominicans out there. But um, but yeah, nah, that's smart. I got yeah. I got to hop back on my broke way. all man. This this door that shit is killing my pockets. Uh, take out. But, oh man, we all do. I got to I got to leave. I'm looking like Pookie from motherfucking um New Jack right now, fucking crackhead. So um, I got to end that shit this week. But no, nah, I appreciate Absolutely, you hopping on, bro. bro. And nah, we we try and as today, like so what you're doing. You. I'm taking some notes from your book, and we're trying to pre-record stuff. But as you know, editing things can often take uh, word a little bit of time, a little bit of time. Yeah, <laughs> a minute for sure, for sure. Yeah, pre-recording is what I'm trying to do because um. I already know once this blueprint is set for how I want to make this content mm-hmm. and I take it over to um right 2022, I'm not gonna have the fucking time anymore to just just randomly drop quotes and nothing. Nah, I, I gotta get in the habit of pre-recording and pre-making content, put it in a fucking folder and just release it when it's time to release because um knowing how big this page is probably gonna blow just based off of how hard I work and the clients are gonna attract real soon. I'm going to be more back in the field uh-huh. like I was in 2018, 2019 in terms of training. I'm not going to have time to be behind this phone all the time. And I probably right. have it. And I probably have like some young dude from college just posting my mm-hmm. shit for me for like some little internship at college because I'm going to need that help. So I'm just getting to the habit of pre recording right now. Yeah, but I don't even. For you guys, you guys have you're, the visual. So trust me, that's You're doing this the right way, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all y'all doing it y'all doing it the right way in terms of trying to bring yeah, higher yeah. quality. We're just content, trying to have a good time. I just know it comes Look, with like any, anyone listening, come on down to the too. Run the Tivy podcast on uh on Wednesdays. 
Yeah, go to run the Tibby. Shout out to Tibbs and Diaz, man. They, <laughs> I they, appreciate y'all, y'all, that, be, y'all be killing that show. Thank you. Too, I didn't even say this. Thank you for having me. This was that should be dope. This was with with anyone listening. This is the first time we actually had a man, conversation no problem, with bro. our voices. So this was this was a great time. <laughs> nah, real shit. Everything's been straight. IG. I, appreciate IG, you having yes. me, bro. This was uh, real this soul. was a great middle of the day. So uh, two hours, no doubt, bro. Nah, for sure, Say for less, sure. Help, help me wake my ass up for this next class. I'm like, absolutely, bro. Coach. Take care.